you either have to work really really hard to get into harvard or just have really hard working parents hello everyone welcome to are we having fun yet i'm manish i'm satvik and this is episode 7 hey man how have you been pretty good actually uh it's been a long time since we recorded last but what about you how have you been holding up it's been great yeah we we have been putting out episodes but we did record them in a short period of time before i left for a vacation but now i'm back um more energetic than ever and i'm excited to record this one and in this episode we are bttb what do you mean back to the basics oh yes so this episode is going to be like <laughs> the first episode where we talk about just some weird random happy news that we come across so But but something weird happened this week. I did not know, but I wanted to share this. June nineteenth was observed as the National Ice Cream Day. Did you know that? Nope. But that's not even the most funny part. The funny part was on Sunday the internet saw a rise of quizzes which were gonna tell you what kind of personality you had based on your ice cream preferences. <laughs> I hate mint chocolate chip. That reminds me, but. Okay, let's continue. But PSA to everyone who took that quiz, it's just another fake one to tell you that you have an amazing personality. You suck. But I have some great news lined up. But this, the first one is that Rehan Staten, a twenty-four-year-old college student, recently got admitted to Harvard Law School. And in a recent interview, he said that for several years he woke up at four a.m. to haul trash. and then go to community college this kind of shows that you either have to work really really hard to get into harvard or just have really hard working parents <laughs> true no shots ah <laughs> uh, i remember reading the story and it was so uplifting and just such a feel good story there are so many people posting on instagram i'm happy to share and most of the time it kind of annoys me or it's just so irritating <laughs> but this was one of those few instances as so came across the story on um uh, linkedin obviously and, and i was like wow that that's actually nice i really like that story and hey man yeah the entire story behind it and the work i think and like so many different things about that yeah and like getting into harvard is tough for a regular guy Uh, I didn't even apply to Harvard because I knew I would get rejected. <laughs> But uh, you know, just congratulations to this guy, I guess. But yeah, your turn, man. Let's talk about Zoom. So I right. and not video conferencing. But recently they launched a monitor which has three wide-angle cameras built in, in addition to eight microphones and four speakers, and it costs. Around one million dollars, six hundred bucks, and it's a normal HD monitor. I just feel it's gonna be such a hard sell. I don't know. What do you think? Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Ah, uh, because like for six hundred bucks, you can get really good monitors. But like again, the first thing I try to think is like companies that want to do it all. you know it's i think it's a trend that i've seen because when i was working at uber everyone was trying to push towards like building it as the mega app that gets everything done from transportation to plumbing wechat to work yeah 
WeChat in China does everything, right? Similarly, Amazon is doing everything. Microsoft is doing most of the things except like a marketplace. And so is Google and Facebook. Like Facebook came up with a similar idea, which was Portal, if you remember. It was not just monitor. Much cheaper than 600, but... It was monitor, but it was a similar thing, which was like a video conferencing hardware to make video conferencing easy. Uh, It's just, I don't know how many people are going to like buy it because now like, can I use Google Hangouts on it? It's a normal monitor. Then why can't I just put like a... Why can't I buy like a really good $500 monitor and put a really good $100 webcam on it? I don't know. That's that's what I feel is kind of lacking in this. I mean, for 600 bucks, unless you are the person who is going to be on a public conference that would be telecasted on World Wide Web and would be stored in the history of internet forever. Like, do you really need if you're doing just like a single one-on-one 30-minute meeting? Do you really need to have three wide angle cameras pointing at you? Like, I do not even turn on my cameras. I think after meeting. having those three cameras, I would have to wear pants in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, so I just do. No not- one's gonna buy it. No one wants to wear pants in their house. But I recently came across news: the action on smoking and health and University College London ran a survey and concluded that over one million people in the UK quit smoking. Because of COVID-19. Isn't that great? I believe that's because face masks do not have the holes. <laughs> but like, that's 1 million points for UK, but 15 million points for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the article said that a lot of people are... S- picking up smoking. No. <laughs> a lot of people are picking up jewel and vaping, but a lot of people are quitting tobacco because uh, because of the fact that coronavirus is more blah, 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 blah. but a lot of people are quitting smoking because coronavirus affects more severely to people with l- lung issues that's interesting I would have hoped it did not have to come to coronavirus for people to quit smoking <laughs> I, I saw 1 million smokers and the first thing I did was Number of smokers in the UK. <laughs> and it's around 7.2 million smokers. So, yay, 6.2 more to go. <laughs> I hope all of those people had realized a little earlier, but I'm happy that finally that they have quit smoking. So, yeah. But I'm kind of sad for all the tobacco companies. Hey, man, you'll, you'll find some other job. I'm sad for the 6.2. Pivot. <laughs> But yeah, they had just, I believe maybe it was something more deadlier than coronavirus. <laughs> but yeah, uh, San Andreas twenty twenty two or something. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, okay, going back into tech slash insurance. So Ooh. there is this up and coming insurance company called Lemonade. All right, you got me thirsty. And their idea is, or their approach is very much tech focused and the really interesting part about that is as millennials or gen z or like younger people most of the people have like a very strong distrust in the insurance company like so many people just hate insurance company for so many different what kind of insurance are you talking about any like health insurance car insurance renters yeah pet insurance like all those things 
like people have this notion i believe from what i think people have this notion that insurance company end up just kind of scooping money out of people for no reason and when there is the need of people to get claims and all they end up trying to run away from all those scenarios so i believe having this very interesting and novel focus of no branches at all kind of being like an online bank you know uh, where you go you talk to a online virtual assistant they ask you questions and then you end up getting a code and it's hella reasonable code like they might not even be breaking even on those codes but their bigger goal is you start with the millennials you start with the gen z you start getting them into buying renters and home insurance which you supply right now and then they will grow up to be kind of the faithful and loyalists of your product so when you start giving or putting out more insurance products they would just go for you and that is really interesting also based on the fact that 70% of the people who came to their website were buying insurance for the very first time so it's really interesting approach to insurance and i really like that weren't we talking about something similar like a couple of days ago where it was like you should be attracting gen z and millennials because like they're going to be the future like stop attracting old people are you talking about clubs <laughs> i don't know i i guess we were talking about something but it kind of fits it fits lemonade in a way as well like lemonade fits this description in a way as well but so are they still going to clear claims like that's been the biggest issue with insurance companies i hope so another very interesting fact so they started with home and renters insurance and then they found out that a lot of people in the us have pets like that's a known fact but around a very less percentage of those people have pet insurance so the next product they got out in the market was a pet insurance oh nice so now I mean, they have just three insurance i mean they got smart people dude but again i am like super curious about are they still going to stand up onto the fact that oh we we'll, we we'll... cuz insurance companies scam a lot we all know uh, you know there are so many even movies made <laughs> just out of the plot that you know insurance companies are doing scams but i would love to see it like be a pretty reasonable one right and the final thing that attracts me to them is their website is pink <laughs> I really so like it. Pink lemonade. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> They're really nice upside design. So, I have a news. A 25-year-old German uh named Paul Kuhn spent 40 minutes in a closed museum. Do you want to take a guess why? He was some sort of a nerd. I don't know which category. He wanted to take selfies with the dinosaurs. like this extinct one i believe i guess yeah like all, all dinosaurs are extinct oh my god you fell for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah my bad but i wouldn't be even mad at this guy man i kind of respect him he's like he's like all of us cuz like i got respect the hustle for good tender pictures dude <laughs> see i would if i had the opportunity i would have broken into an aquarium just to just be there for an extended period of time so i can completely see this guy going to a museum just to be alone with dinosaurs and like that's his time and i'm really happy for him that he did it i hope he's not in a jail or he has yeah. not been criminally charged or anything 
if I if I ever see a person with a profile and like a dinosaur in in the background, like a ske- dinosaur skeleton in the background, I am definitely swiping right. Super like dude, Ross. <laughs> oh, Ross. So let's talk about electronic vehicles. All right. We have talked about Tesla, I believe, earlier, but this time I want to talk about Fisker, which is up and coming. Wait, how do you spell it? F I S K E R. Fisker, okay. Yeah. Up and coming uh, e vehicle company. They went public, huge valuation without even having a single product in the market yet. I haven't just, even heard of it. No, so just imagine that a company went public without ever having a product out in the real world. That was the most... Sketchy. Like, it drives me nuts. Like, how can people be ready to invest in just so abstracting? Like, I can see VCs and angel investors investing, but someone going public without even having a product out in the real world. So they're just... No. So that's just the interesting part. But that's interesting part number two they are not going to be manufacturing their vehicles. They are going to be designing their vehicles and then using Volkswagen's facilities to do the manufacturing. All right, so would the cars be Fisker or would the cars be Volkswagen? It's Fisker, it's like Apple. You design in California and then you make in China. All right, I get it. I mean, but it's so interesting because I get it. They're like when you look at car industry, it's like fully vertical. Like from the parts to the supply chain, everything is done in the company for like all those old companies. Well, that's not entirely true. No, that's not true. Uh, for a, for most of the companies, they're only a subset of small car companies that actually make good engines. I, yeah, engines, yes, but at least. The supply chain part where you're assembling the car together. I'm not talking about engines. Assembly line, yes. But that's like, still, most of the products are not in-house. There, it's yeah, just no. an assembly line. You, you get the products from elsewhere, but... But the, you assemble in one place, yeah. yeah. Until you, you have, have a factory. Engine. Yeah. You have a factory. Like, if you're producing cars, you have a factory. In this case, I don't think there will be an office where they design the cars, but there would be no factory from what I think. So that is a really interesting and novel approach, at least in the car industry. I mean, I think those are just like logistics, but what really interests me, like they went public and people are buying shit. You know, people are buying their stock. And I, I could easily say half of the people who has its, its stock doesn't even know this caveat because, you know, once you say EV, and you see that thing on Robinhood, you're just pressing up. You know, you're just buying it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to do do some more research into it. But it sounds interesting. Is it going to be a Tesla killer? I hope so. Who knows? <laughs> also, their CEO is kind of outspoken on Twitter. So not drawing any parallels. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh yeah, out for <laughs> oh god, Elon and his tweets. But yeah, but you know, Twitter reminds me of like how much people went on Twitter, dude. Like people just go and like I have I, I on a daily basis I see a lot of negativity and rants, <laughs> angry rants, and just like just outright anger tweets. You know, that's like people. People go there to vent. 
Yeah, but then okay, here's the cool part. You have another option to vent now. So, promote I- Iceland, right? Is a campaign that encourages tourism in Iceland. It's encouraging people to scream to relieve pent up frustration, and they're asking them all around the world, or they want people to come to Iceland to. So well, technically, they do want people to come to Iceland and scream in the woods, <laughs> but in case you can't travel. They have set up a whole portal where you can record your scream and send it to them, and they will blast it through speakers in the woods. This is so ridiculous. Continue if you have anything. So left. basically, Iceland is broadcasting the world's scream to relieve coronavirus stress, and on the other hand, America is opening up schools to increase the coronavirus stress. The first part of the story is just so ridiculous. My God. <laughs> Whoever came up with that idea. I love that person. I would. Like, I would. Whoever, who, whoever walked into a meeting in the tourism industry and was like, we need to put the speakers in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless at this point. I, I, not at your screaming, but at the idea. <laughs> it's just crazy. I, I love this idea, dude. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record myself screaming and send it. I'm, I'm definitely. It's free. It. Yeah, it is free. It is free. It's not a subscription model. But... <laughs> no, it's not like every month you have to send some screen, then you'll be charged ten dollars at the start of the month. That's not happening. No, high screen. That's started, bro. But yeah, I think it's crazy how what people are doing. But I guess it it's working. People are loving it, dude. So everyone, go record your screams and send it. To promote Iceland's website, we will link the website in the description. Right? And it was—it's good to be back, right? Yep. And is. hey, well, we hope you have fun. And please like, share, and subscribe. So are we having fun yet? And stay safe. Bye. Bye, everyone.